0: Welcome to the Business English Podcast, the best place for non-Native professionals to learn how to communicate clearly and confidently. My name is Tanya Suarez, and in each episode, you're going to learn specific skills to develop your corporate communication, American pronunciation, and career strategy in order to build the life you deserve. Let's jump right in to part one. Welcome to part three. There were 12 highlights here. So we're going to go through them and I'll tell you the ones that helped me the most. And I got to say, this week was really enlightening for me. And I have some tips on how you can apply these in your real life from things that happened to me this week. Okay, the first one is the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. (sighs) So what this means is not to not stand up for yourself, but to find a way to have a conversation about something instead of an argument. In this time, if you're in the US, I'm not sure how it is in other countries, but it's definitely a time where so many arguments are being had, so many political differences. Um it's kind of a crazy time. So that's why for me this section really hit home because it's helping me understand how to be with people who think differently. And I think it's, not to be with, but rather to be with people in a more productive way. Because, you know, arguments are pretty easy. (laughs) We're all capable of arguing. Avoiding arguments and still feeling confident about yourself, that's the tricky part. Okay, number two, we have show respect for the other person's opinions. Never say you're wrong. I love this because it's not about saying you're right. It's not about not being, you know, holding yourself to a high standard, it's not about not valuing yourself, but it's really about understanding the impact that your words have on people's reactions. And this is something that I apply even with my teaching and coaching. I don't like to say you're wrong, even if there is a mistake, you know, I think that the much more, people are more receptive if you frame it as like, okay, that was interesting or good try, you know, you wanna do something positive, let's look at it this way. Um, Have you considered saying it that way or if you're having you know a discussion? Okay, interesting. You know what I actually read that XYZ so you're never putting the other person down when you trigger someone's ego (laughs) You're not going to get through to them and so that's really important for you to know to have productive conversations and this is great for work for business English for customer relations for everything All right, number three, if you are wrong, admit it quickly and emphatically. Yes, it shows that you are not on the attack. If you're with someone who can openly admit when they're wrong, it's very comforting. You know that when you're you're with someone who's not caught up in their own ego and it really facilitates the flow of information. Um, Bringing this back to business, but also to current events, If you say something that maybe offends someone or it's incorrect and you see that it upsets them, I'm going to encourage you to, instead of getting defensive of like, well, no, you know, I know that this is how my friend said it, so I can say it. You just wanna say, you know what? I'm so sorry, I was wrong, I didn't know that. Thank you so much for enlightening me. Can you share a little bit more of why that was wrong? And to me, I love this because it's a growing opportunity. When we admit that we're wrong, Our brain opens up and is receptive to new information and that can be really good for growth. Good for your English, amazing for your business. Number, where are we? Number four, begin in a friendly way. Yes, (laughs) this can make a big difference. If you are a team leader, if you have employees, if you are talking to friends, if you start your interaction in a friendly way, People's defenses go down, and that's a really productive point to begin any conversation. So, I would recommend, even if it's going to be some, it could be with your spouse, even, it could be with your daughter. <laughs> what you, what you, how you set the tone, it just allows for it's kind of like a warm up. You know, you don't want them to warm up and get aggressive and defensive. You want to set the tone of, like, okay, it also helps you calm down and it helps you make your point less aggressively as well. All right. Number five, get the other person saying yes immediately. I actually just watched a video yesterday that's similar to this tip, and I'll post it for you on on the Facebook page. And I thought it was really interesting to see. Again, this book is so old, (laughs) but it's so relevant. And this is great tying it to the video that I watched and the tips from the book. It's about getting small yeses throughout the conversation. And if we're talking about business, whether you're requesting, let's say you're talking to your boss and you're requesting new material or a new piece of equipment that's very expensive, you don't wanna hit them with the request right away. You wanna make micro decisions or have them feel like they're making micro decisions that are positive. Don't let them say no in terms of find small ways that they can agree with something you're saying or say yes. And then as as you get to the bigger ask, they're more open to it. So I thought this tip was awesome. It also helps you, it forces you to to really be more empathetic, to understand the other person, because you have to in order to frame your thoughts, to frame your requests, to get that yes. Okay, next one, number six, so highlight number six, let the other person do a great deal of the talking. This is pretty cool. It's really good for you as a non-native speaker because it takes a little bit of the pressure off. You get to do more listening. From a point of building relationships, I love this because you get to know things that you can reference later. If the other person is doing more of the talking and you're encouraging them to share, they're sharing things that I really want you to pay attention to and store away. If they mention that, for example, they have a lovely daughter whose birthday is coming up, then you can remember that. And the next time you see them, you can ask, hey, you know, did you have a birthday party for your daughter? How'd it go? So when the other person talks more, it allows you to gather information, whether it's personal, maybe it's about their business. And to me, this allows you to have seeds to plant future conversations. Because a lot of times people I work with tell me, you know, I don't know about small talk. I just don't know what to talk about with my colleagues. So when you have this technique, you're able to naturally and organically have topics that you can bring up. And it's not always, you know, the same like, how's the weather? (laughs) So this can be really helpful. Also, you're just perceived as more pleasant. You're perceived as someone who's a good listener. And this can be something that can elevate you. As you can imagine, if you have that with, whether you're the leader and you're talking to an employee and you let them talk more or with your boss, being perceived as someone who's an attentive listener, great for work, also for family and friends. Next, let the other person feel that the idea is his or hers. This was cool because a story in the book about the I think, was it the book or some video I saw? I can't remember now. Um, The person who was selling x-ray machines and the doctor was just really bombarded and overwhelmed with all the sales pitches. And instead they took a different approach. And this guy said, you know what? Can you just test out this machine? I would love your feedback if you like it. And so this was different and it's a no risk situation for the, the doctor. So he did it and he ended up loving the machine the more he used it and so he placed the order. This made him feel that it was his idea. When someone's invested in their own idea or perceived own idea, the order was really big. And it was a really great way to start off that sales foundation. Also, whether you're selling a product, whether you're selling a service, or even if you're selling just yourself as a person at work. And what I mean by that is your reputation or whatever the case may be, When it doesn't come across as salesy, when you take a different approach, it's amazing and it really sets you apart. And this can go for presentations as well. You know, if you're not just throwing information at people but you create an engaging um, atmosphere, people learn and people want to be a part of that. All right, the next one. Try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. (gasps) This is so hard sometimes. (laughs) This is really, challenging but if you can do this and you can frame your discussion your argument from that point of view it's a game changer and this week I had a situation where it was one of those moments where I was just tired and I was really focused on my own need for the interaction it was something about like trying to get a refund for something it didn't go as smoothly as I had hoped. And then later when I was reading this book, I was reflecting on like, oh, you know what, if I had done some of these steps, I bet you that could have gone better. It would have been smoother. I still got my refund, but it didn't feel great, to be honest. So something I want to encourage you to do is these tips like enjoy them enjoy the reading process enjoy discussing but i want you to actually try to apply them to previous experiences think about times in the past that you had an interaction that you wish had gone better filter it through these tips and think about how you could have handled that differently what you could have done that was really powerful for me this week and i thought oh you know if i had thought about her point of view if i had mentioned you know like oh one of the tip one of the stories i think saying something like I understand that this must be frustrating for you i know it's a crazy time to have started with empathy would have made a much more pleasant interaction and i was able to salvage it at the end and it did become positive but i'm telling you these tips are really great instead of thinking of how you can use them in the future these are kind of hypothetical situations which can work i actually want to challenge you to think about the past because those are specific people Those are specific situations that are unique to you and so when you internalize these tips to your personal life it's so much easier to apply them later number nine be sympathetic with the other person's ideas and desires you know this is great don't shut them down everybody craves sympathy think about even small comments that you make of oh you know when you were in school that test was so hard when someone says yeah that was really challenging you want that sympathy and empathy and it makes you open up more it makes you trust the other person so this tip is really good number 10 appeal to the nobler motives that one was interesting and again these tips i think to to apply on the fly is challenging and so i really want you to think about how you could have done this with a past situation because these are a little more high level and we don't all have constant times where we can apply these um and i'm i'm very curious for my own experience (laughs) i'm trying to think about okay how could i have applied this and what i find is i i am identifying points where i have reacted defensively and that to me is a very just stressful way to handle things. And so going through these tips and understanding, oh, okay, I can still be true to myself. I can still express my ideas and be confident and strong, but I can do it with someone who is more receptive by using this instead of it being two people talking at each other. Number 11, dramatize your ideas, the art of storytelling. So this is cool because it just reminds you, we all want to be entertained. We all wanna be engaged. So don't share just facts and logical things and do it in a way that, right? (laughs) Really understand that we're not logical creatures, we are emotional creatures. And that means that we want the drama. I don't mean negative drama, I just mean, you know, from an English perspective, use intonation, use body language and facial expressions. Also, if this is not natural for you, if this is not something you're used to doing, Practice in front of a mirror or record yourself. And don't be critical. Just try to be a little better every time. You know, pick one thing to improve. Try to say something and and like, oh, okay, maybe I can smile when I say this word and try that. Okay, maybe I can emphasize this word and that might make it a little more impactful. Great. So don't be critical, be encouraging of yourself. Number, ooh, number 12, throw down a challenge this one was cool because when i first read it i was like "Eh, i don't know how this can apply but i think the story for this one was the manager had put like the amount of sales or something that the the day shift had done i think it was like six and then when the night shift came in they saw the number and they were like oh let's let's try to do more and they did seven and then the morning shift and what i liked about that is it wasn't anything harmful it wasn't pressure it wasn't you're going to fail if not It was just adding an element that inspired healthy competition, which just inspired them to work better or more effectively. So I thought this was really interesting. Think about how you can apply that. Maybe it's for yourself, you know? Let's start with our own self analysis. How can we improve ourselves if it's something like, do you want to read more per week? Every week, write on a number, you know, and post it, the number of hours that you read or minutes. If you want to read more books, you know, put how many books you read last year and then try to do better this year. So these are tips that are also good to, you know, flip the script and see how it can make ourselves better. Actually, that is a good tip. (laughs) I think I need to do that for myself. Okay. Self-motivation. Thank you so much for coming. That's actually the, all the highlights for today. I tried to make it as concise as possible because it was a big chunk and I hope you are staying safe staying sane, I hope you're enjoying this process as just a moment to escape. For me, this is, you know, it was a really busy time and with the pandemic and everything, and this book club and this book has helped me to kind of step out of myself. And unbeknownst to me, I thought this was going to be mostly about how to apply it for business. And really, I've had a really good time understanding that for my own personal conversations, for my own personal growth, This is a really, I I see why this book is that amazing, world-renowned bestseller. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time. Bye. For more Business English resources like articles, videos, courses, and one-to-one coaching with me, head over to TanyaSuarez.com. Thank you.